Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. And um, I thought that he was my missus. Sure. Um, but, he, but he wasn't, and it probably felt my up against his leg. <laughs> Are we all mates? We're still mates. Jim, uh, I've got a question for you. Wonderful. It's just something that's been, you know, knocking about since the weekend. Okay. Would the Premier League as a whole be better off? And this is just a question. It's not an opinion. Just asking the question. Yeah. Would the Premier League be better off if Mikel Arteta just wasn't in it? If he just fucked off to another league? It feels like a leading question. It's not. It's just pure. It's a pure 100% question. There's no... There's no bias or opinion sort of laced within that question. I mean, why, why specifically Arteta? <laughs> um, he's just a bit of a knob, isn't he? I, th- I think I, I think he's generally hated by everybody. Well, so <laughs> is he, uh, we said this on. Yeah. Is he hated? Is he the most hated manager in the Premier League? He's taken <sighs> over from Klopp. Well, we we spoke about this on the ripple effect this week, and it was I thought it was fascinating because I think there's definitely a ripple effect from Ange's comments uh, about it, it all right because what it set in play which previously i reckon over the last arteta's had a real up and down kind of lifespan as a manager and especially say for like neutral fans or like broadly speaking right i think this is interesting in terms of like who is currently on a villain arc and who is currently like what's the on a hero arc because I feel I like Arteta, because of Ange's comments and because of Arteta's comments prior to that, he has now become a villain, which before Ange existed, and especially when Conte was at Tottenham, Arteta was like the good guy. And now it feels like was he's he? may- maybe the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, because he was like he's a, even, a proud, proud manager. Yeah, no, I think it is. I think it's. I think it's hugely down to Andy Postecoglou, the villain. But, 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 but because Postecoglou exists, or because of what he said? Because p- post, for several reasons. So first of all, Arteta did the same thing last year. What I found really weird, the note, like when he was saying disgrace and all this yeah. stuff, like straight out of the manager textbook of like, what would Mourinho do here? Well, we've lost the first game of the season. Disgrace. What should it's we do? What should we do? Let's make it not about the performance. Let's make it about something else, right? And it was there for him. And I think he went, uh, he was both like well overboard, really overdramatic and somehow simultaneously 
incredibly calculated in what he did, right? But if you've got Conte being annoying or Tottenham being, for want of a better word, irrelevant in the league table or Nuno Spirito Santo there just being, oh, you're do, 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 right? You've got here, you've got look, mate, look, mate, let's just respect the referees and be great, great feelers, eh? Mm. And everyone's like, oh, wow. Everyone's like, <laughs> let's be mature and understand that you don't get everything in your life and that the uh, life and sport is a subjective thing and different people have different opinions. So maybe we need some form of hierarchy here and someone who could make um, decisions so we could just kind of keep things moving forward. And yeah, okay, maybe I not, might not get what I want all the time, but... I guess I'll just have to get on with it. Wow. Yeah. It's not, it's not, rev- it's not revolutionary, is it? It's not revolutionary, but we the world's getting soft. Maybe I'm getting old and now I'm starting to do this thing where people are getting soft. But people are incapable of accepting a yeah. difference of opinion. And it's yeah. frightening and it's yeah. killing sport full stop, but definitely this sport. And Ange Postacoglu is everything. Just let him decide everything. He's he's correct. He's always correct. He's better than you. He's better than me. He's certainly better than Arteta. He's so much more enjoyable. He is the silent majority. He is the silent majority of well, football fans who are desperate to watch the fucking game instead of watching 15, 20 minutes of shit screenshots. I can't, and I don't want to go uh, screenshots too hard because I use them in my content, but that's different. That's when we're going, okay, let's analyse this. I don't want to analyse in the game. I want to enjoy the game. Like the Arsenal-Newcastle game, the three big games of the last week, Arsenal-Newcastle, Tottenham-Chelsea, Man United-Copenhagen have all been utterly ruined by VAR. And Ange Postacoglu is the only bloke who seems to get it and say it consistently so that's why Arteta's a villain this may shock you but I agree with all that Um, I I think look Postacoglu has had a past of attacking referees but or being critical of them but it's different from in you know what Arteta did and 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 continues to to back down now look I I I, look you knew the 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 thing is with with the Newcastle game I don't want to go over it too much I just released a video on this very thing on my channel Great fun it. now. Can we show? Can I showcase your, your content? Would you yeah, mind me doing yeah, that? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let me just find it. But the, the the problem is, is when the you know where the agenda is coming from when Arteta he's only interested when it happens to his football club, and there have been multiple opportun- opportunities for him to lambast a decision when it's gone for him and he's chosen not to, and he's actually talked about previously about respecting referees. He's done that. Then when it goes when it goes to the point of of what happened last week, he's he, his inability to control his emotion, therefore act like a child. His inability to, to to control his emotion has led him to behave in the way he has. But all right, fair enough. He's a bit of a man child. He can't handle disappointment. <laughs> a lot of people out there like that. After after the, it, the after the game, he's very emotional. He's, he seems just lost. Um, by the way, all three decisions. Two of them, one of them wasn't even worth looking at. It wasn't an offside. The push was 50-50, could have been given, could have not. And the ball wasn't out, right? So it wasn't like it was a really kind of, it wasn't like Luis Diaz in Liverpool, where it's clear-cut, incorrect decision. Yes. Um, so, but he's after the game and he's emotional. I get it. 
Then the club come out and go, no, no, we stand by what he said. What the fuck? How are you standing by what he's done? Uh, that's what, the thing he's for embarrassed me. himself. He's embarrassed uh, your football club, and more to the point, he's damaging the impact of the league and and, and the ability of the officials to referee properly. You're uh, making uh, things worse. Yeah. One final thing, Jim. Okay, cool. One final thing. Right, so it's all the dust is settled. He might have said to the club, "You need to, you need to back me because I'm angry about this." Fine, all right, we're back. Two days later, he goes, "No, I must, I must stick up for what is right. I must stick up for my team and my players." So, so you've had a chance to reflect and you're still willing to go down this path. So it actually means you're a bit of a psychopath that you still think <laughs> you're right here. And that's worrying. And that's why we need to get him out of the league. It's bad for football. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, a couple of things. First of all, great thumbnail that we can all like. I think Arsenal and Tottenham fans alike can at, at least accept that that is an engaging thumbnail that gets straight, click on it, yeah. straight to Going the Going to point. click on it. Yeah. What do you like the title? Worth the title. Click. How Arteta is damaging the Premier League. <laughs> Welcome to YouTube, Flav. Welcome to YouTube. Uh, the, fight, the fighting cock there. Uh, getting close to 10k subs, so make sure everyone goes and clicks on that, supports the lads. Um, so, yeah, so the Arteta, like, I get what he's... I just... This is why I don't understand. No one's gone. Well, this is, to, like, he's clearly calculated what he's doing here. Like, I don't think, I think it's that deep. The statement is pathetic. The stat can everyone yeah. stop doing you, statements you because oh we didn't get what we wanted it, that would but we didn't get no yeah you didn't get what you wanted because someone made a different decision because someone is allowed to do that yeah but we didn't get what we wanted yeah I know no, you've said that already as well you've said everybody, that already everybody I didn't get what I wanted but no but I still didn't get what I wanted I still didn't know yeah we've established that three times now can we get on with the rest of our lives yeah but I didn't get what I shut up everyone shut up. I don't get what I want ever. And I've got to listen to you lot all the time. And I, oh, don't get me started on Man United uh, last night. What is going on with this game? What is I don't going know. on? I don't know. The, 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 big, the scariest thing about this, Jim, is that every single game is, the conversation isn't about football at all anymore. The conversation is about VAR and refereeing decisions. And referees, I actually feel sorry for referees now, right? I'm getting to the point now where I think actually the referees aren't the problem. The system's a problem. Like, like Apostle Coley said, is their authority is being stripped from them and they are in the firing line all of the time. How does a human being go onto the pitch in these massive games and behave in the, to the best of his ability when there's this incredible amount of stress and, and focus placed on he, every decision he makes? But also, and right? If he gets it wrong, then he's dragged through the coals like he was by was by Arteta. But but he's not. That's the weird thing. Now he's not. It's not the referee anymore. It's VAR. They're the, like they're God. So like you got you got the the gods in the gods like panicking over everything, taking ages on everything, and actually the referees themselves are have lost accountability because. Mm. Because it's gone kind of above them, and it's still wrong. Because you're just slowing it down and going towards screenshot, like the like the Rashford one. It's like if you think that is a red card, you are just going with the rules. And I don't know the rules enough, and I don't care. But I've we've played football. I've watched enough football that you know when someone is trying to do something right. And if you watch that back. No one 
like I watched it live. I like wound it back and watched it live. I was watching something else. And no, like Robbie Savage, which we can get onto if we need to. The, the, the commentators, anyone in the stadium, every single player, apart from the one player who got caught, right? No one reacted for a good reason because Rashford is just trying to protect the ball in that moment. And we've got to a point now where you can't even have accidents. It's a contact mm. sport. Players get like caught. But you, if you watch the game enough and you don't just focus on a single screenshot, the right answer was there. And that's why no one reacted to it. No yeah. one. It, it's he's... frightening. The, the the thing is is it's it, you also if you're ha you're if you're going to look at something like that and 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 you know reduce it to a screenshot or a slow motion where it looks horrendous every bad challenge looks horrendous then um then you have to look at everything else as well which will take longer but look at his body shape look what he's done he's clearly trying to shield the ball that shape you see hundred times a game where you're trying to use your body to put between your body and the ball and the defender or the attacker, right? Yeah. That's all he did. So his shape was completely normal and natural. Of it just happened. Of it just happened man. that his, his foot landed on the guy's ankle. So it's not a red card. But you, you look at it as a steal and it looks like he's tried to stamp on him, which isn't the fact. And, and even though they have all this information, they're still doing it incorrectly. Yeah. Now, this won't go away. Handballs as well, which we can talk about, were <laughs> the, the, very, oh my God. the very Bruno, harsh, the very... one that gave Bruno a goal. So just like this, obviously yeah, I'm, no. I've got no bias on this. The Copenhagen one, that is like the Maguire one. Again, you can you can argue that either way if you would like to. The Copenhagen one is an utter embarrassment. Like Maguire heads the ball down and it doesn't affect the game at all. And like, just use your like use your brains. And the thing is like. But there's so many tiny babies on Twitter moaning about this time and time again. And that will you'll never get a clear decision on it. So I tweeted this yesterday. I was been thinking about it. Like I was thinking, I, you know what I'm like. I put it on me. I put it on my own shoulders. I looked at myself in the mirror and said, how can I make VAR better? Well, the way that I would make VAR better is I think you have to go. You have to change this clear and obvious to beyond reasonable doubt. And someone said to me semantics on that. Like, it's not semantics because, say, like the Romero one, the Romero one is like, there's an argument there. It's not beyond reasonable doubt. Whereas, no, like, he, it's a red card. It was a red card. It, oh, dear. I see. I, I think it's one where if you're in the VARC, you could have gone, you could have given that to the, you could have said, well, look, the ref's not felt like it is. Like, I thought it was, I thought there's that clear intent from Romero, whatever. Yeah. Like, maybe I'm using the wrong example here, but it's not beyond reasonable doubt. And the ref didn't give it. So I would go, in, in my world of VAR, I would go, well, the ref has made a decision there. Let's, let's accept hierarchy at times. Let's accept and respect that this is the person adjudicating the game. And it, unless it's beyond reasonable doubt. Now, Ollie Watkins in a game earlier in the week or, or the weekend, he's three yards offside, right? Mm. So if that hadn't have been spotted and it is beyond reasonable doubt, yeah. then... Then, then take, bring it back and change it. Yeah. But if it's not, brilliant. Except yeah. otherwise stay out of the game. Otherwise stay out of it. It is it's so Yeah. And what's really well, pissing is, me off is all is the, the commentators are saying, sorry, mate, I'm really passionate about this. All the commentators right. keep going, best game in it. Best game in the world, isn't it? It's not. 
Uh, it, it's no, the, these the games moment, are eh? ruined. These games have asterisks on them. There's no real winners. It's shit. I, think, I was talking. I was talking to my old man, and and obviously he's not a big fan of VAR, as you can imagine. Um, but he said he watched the game uh, on against on Monday, Tottenham game, and he said I've never watched the game and been more disassociated with what's going on. He goes, I just couldn't understand what I was watching because <laughs> yeah, he felt man. like he was watching a game of American football the amount it was stopping and oh, starting and the players have a role of you know they, those two teams came out fully charged over over stimulated I think because the game was ill-tempered from the start which actually in the past would be made for great entertainment great derby day great totally. derby game totally but instead of what we had was 12 minutes of stopped play while some dickhead looks at some video uh, video replay like, let the referee make the decision. Let the linesman make the decision mm. and carry on, right? So my main issue here, Jim, right, is it's, it seems to me that VAR is universally disliked slash hated. If you gave the vast majority of football fans the opportunity to remove VAR, my assumption is that they would. Right. So why is it that every com- every point that anybody makes that it's followed by well it's not going anywhere so what why isn't it going anywhere why isn't there a conversation being had that says should we remove this because it's damaging the game this yeah. isn't fun anymore should we remove it why is the UEFA or the Premier League whoever it is that implements the, the the idea that VAR needs to be a part of football why is the conversation not happening with them where where they're saying actually is this good. Should we remove this? Yeah. It's almost like everyone's going, well, no, it's here to stay. So we just have to get on with it. Why do we have to get on with it? No, Why totally is there agree. no chance of being removed? Why? Because, of, uh, because we've been I think having there's... this conversation, James, yeah. on this podcast for yeah. five fucking years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still having the same conversation. Yeah. And it's almost like, well, James, we're at a position now. We're at a point now, right, mate, where we're like, oh, do we have to talk about VAR again? We're even going, we can't talk, have this conversation anymore because what can we possibly fucking say that we haven't said already? And it's still no closer to being removed or better. In fact, it's worse. It's, it's getting worse. It's just like it's arrogance. It's an arrogance to admit that to to admit that you're wrong once you've implemented something. But you're. But it's. It, we thought it was wrong. We were sure it was wrong, and it is being. It's very incredibly clear to me that it is wrong. Like the great things about football are getting ripped at, apart. One, one celebrating goals, which you knew from the start. Yeah. Two, like, two the flow of a game, the stop yeah. start that's, rubbish. That's and even the, worse. What, that's the worst crime. Yeah. And what's been forgotten is the fans in the stadium. They have no clue what's going on. They have yeah. no clue what's going on. My it's mate Ricky rubbish. was at the Spurs game, and he goes, "We didn't know what was being checked, why things were being checked." The Ado- there was an elbow on Adogi, which you know wasn't. It was Reese James, and it wasn't a. It wasn't a sending off. It was fine, right? It was an accident. Yeah. But they were sat there for five minutes, going, "What is being checked?" Like and, and 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 it costs hundred pounds to watch that Chelsea game, hundred and seven pounds to sit there and not know what the fuck is going on because someone at some point gone, "We need VAR in this game," and it. I'm so bored of saying it. I'm so bored of talking about it. But someone somewhere need it needs to ch- it needs to be gone. Or if they're not going to remove it, like you said, James, unless something is is not subjective. If it's not subjective, yeah, if it it's can't clear be subjective. Error, it cannot be subjective. That's it. You go with the on on field referee. If it's a clear error, like you said, Ollie Watkins off, off offside, clearly offside. Even if it's half a yard offside, fine. And then have the automated 
Aut- automated um, offside decisions. Have those in place like they were in the World Cup when no one even f- was talking about it. Decision was made really quickly and on you go. It hasn't cleared anything up. In fact, it's made the conversation around poor decision making, which is supposed to ameliorate, even more significant. Totally so right. boring. So boring. And that, but that's like the difference between clear and obvious and reasonable doubt is like, like you say, it's if it's subjective, you go with the ref and you get on with the get on with your fucking life. Fuck me. Because I have to we have to do it like time and again in the gym. People go, oh, no. Oh, 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 look at the championship. Look at every other league ever. Like we all get on with it. Does it's anyone fine. in the championship want VAR? Yeah. Anybody? Is it a conversation at QPR? Do people even talk about it? Is it what? What is the discussion in Championship clubs about VAR? VAR? Well, no, we're too busy watching a football game. Yeah, like, in on, enjoying a game that lasts ninety minutes, not not yeah. hundred and two. Well, no, maybe not enjoying it, but like, but we're watching well, yeah. it, <laughs> and, and it's and there's a bit more of a flow to it. Uh, uh, speaking of which, yeah. Marty Marty arrives at Loftus Road. I've got two borings in the chat, so um, we're going to probably have to move on. I'm afraid, uh, but yeah, it's a joke. It's embarrassing. Um, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Honestly, I don't know what it was yesterday. Like the Rashford one just got like, I was just like, what on earth are we, what are we doing? It's like fake news is like creeping into football. Like the game itself, how? Yeah. But but you know, and and this goes back to the opening point about Arteta and Klopp's reaction to things that don't go their way. And a fan base's reaction to things don't don't go their way. You create more issues, more problems like this, where the referees cannot, and the VAR are obsessed with getting absolutely everything as correct as possible. And even when they do that, you still complain. So we're in a situation now where VAR will take as much time as they want, absolutely fucking the flow of the game and, and the enjoyment of it, because they don't want the reaction from man-child managers who cannot contain disappointment. That's a great way of putting it. I'm sick to death of it. Man. Yeah, but Just, Get on with it. Complain whatever it is, but remove an environment where fans and managers can complain about VAR. Just get rid of it or just make it so that, um, like you said, Jim, like we said already, it is, it's only if it's a clear and obvious error. It has to be. Like Ratford, Ra- that rational right. challenge is not clear and obvious. It's yeah, subjective. Right. Therefore, let the referee on the pitch make that decision. Because it's no different from you with your fucking camera and your fucking screen, do, make it, do, you know, making a decision either way. It's not a robot. It's not AI that makes a decision. That would actually be the best thing. One day, develop an AI where there's no emotion and you cannot question it, and just let the, let a fucking computer make the idea. Because that's the only way we get around it. Do you know what's hilarious as well? Is like <laughs> there's this whole campaign to getting more refs. <laughs> if you see it like so before the games yeah. you know it's like normally it's like a campaign against racism or whatever it may be um <laughs> like the, at the moment they're like oh there's a real like lack of refs at the moment if you'd like to be a ref get in touch with blah blah blah, blah. i'm like why why, why would anyone want to do that <laughs> although like it's, it's probably never been a better time to be a ref because you you will be you have an out and you don't have to get it right you just have to accept once you're told that you're wrong that's it isn't it amazing that the only person accepting when they're wrong now is the ref? <laughs> it's mad. Yeah. Anyway. Referees writing letters of apologies to football clubs. All right, enough, enough, enough. enough. Funny though, isn't it? When, when it happens to Wolves and they get their letter of, they, they sort of just get on with it. They just go, oh, it's part of the game. Yeah. You win some, you lose them. Like it's like Liverpool. Liverpool fans 
Um, no doubt enjoyed what happened to Spurs on Monday because there were parallels between what happened to us and what happened to them in terms of sending offs and you know decisions going against you. So there isn't that an example of why how things level up throughout a season? Like it happened to you, it happened to us. Let's just get on with it. You don't have to absolutely have a complete meltdown every and, single and, time and call for replays and shit like that. I mean, what and, the fuck? and no one will say it and no one will hear it. But the truth is, you lot get far more. You lot get far more. Of course more. you do. You All big clubs so get favoured because they're playing more attacking do. football. They're, 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 the amount of money they put into their team enables them to play a brand of football, which means that they'll benefit from decisions in VAR. You're going to get more penalties because you're, you're able to play more football in their box Ergo, you're much more likely to benefit from VAR than a team like Wolves or or else or or, or other ones that would, that aren't able to have that. Was it called a attacking tilt in and their favour? Yeah, and so that's true. I think like data wise, of course, they're going to be attacking more. But also, I would say it's human nature that uh, in a split second moment, I think you know they will be aware of the bigger teams and the bigger players more and the, and the pressure that's on that, and they'll just lean that way. Like it happens. Tom Jordan in the chat just said, we haven't had a penalty in two years. Yeah, Tom, <laughs> Is that true? Tom also Poor said, Tom. reset the season, I say. Um, by the way, guys, a couple of things really important. First of all, we are setting ourselves little challenges within this podcast that are set in the mailbag on Patreon. Just for that little, little extra nugget of fun for our moisties. So if you want to know exactly what that is, then you need to become a moistie. Link's in the description. Just as important... <laughs> And we'll be completely transparent here. We'd like to make some money out of the audio podcast. And we need to get our numbers up. <laughs> so yeah, we've, I all, think, look, I we've think... always been a video podcast. Um, but we're leaving some scraps on the table. You know, Christmas is coming. You know, people want stuff. So if people you are... also want to listen. They want to, they want to listen, don't they? Sometimes I well, can't sit down for an hour to watch this video. That's a great point. Let me read this comment out, which is just like fallen on our lap beautifully. It's from uh, TH Wills. He says, I always watch these twice. First time I'm filled with such sheer joy that nothing actually goes in. I just sit there with a dazed, <laughs> euphoric look on my face. Second time is where all the gold is realized. Uh, seven likes on that. So um, what's probably a great way to do that is watch it once now in that euphoric state and then make sure you click on the link in the description where you can follow us on Apple or wherever it may be. And that way you can listen to it again. And actually I, I, if I ever listen to the pod, I, I won't watch it. I'll, li I'll listen to it because I quite like picturing it. Um, mm. And actually someone said, Oh, I only listened to the podcast and wasn't actually aware of what an Ainsley Harriet celebration looked like. And um, and only saw it on Saturday Social, which uh, we explained what really happened in the in the mailbag as well. And um, do you want to have a quick look at our work? Yeah. And the work of others. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Joe, I might actually just show you guys quickly because I tweeted it this morning because um, we were, you know, we need to maybe get this to Ainsley. Hopefully he would take it in the right spirit. Um, yeah. But. But we, um, so for those who don't know, I was at a, an event and ain't, there was like a camera that was going round everywhere and it went to, oh, did I not actually post? Maybe I didn't post. Oh, I didn't post it. I thought it was. I thought I had. I didn't. Um, Ainsley Harriet basically did this celebration, which we're about to show you. Did I not post it? I didn't post it. Anyway, um, and since then, you guys have been um, getting yours in and we've got some belters. Do you want to see others or do you want to see ours? 
Do you know what? I want to see all of them, but you need to share your stream. Okay. So, first things first, I might get done for copyright on it. Um, on our one, probably was a Sky Sports. Yeah, it's my only fear. I just, just to pre, just so obviously we we were in a situation where me and James were both on a TV program that was being broadcast live, and the opportunity we were asking pe- other people to do Ainsley Harriet celebrations, and the opportunity for us on live TV to do it was uh, it was too much. Like I was, I didn't want, I really didn't want to do it. I really didn't want to do it, Jim. And when we did it, the look of confusion on Joe's and Adam's face was a little bit like, oh, man, this is this, how did this land? And I was worried about what the producer, because I did it a little bit too sexually, I think. <laughs> right. OK, well, let's go. Let's uh, we won't play the audio, but we'll um, I, I sort of kicked us off with a subtle one. Try to just get it out of the way early doors. Um, yeah. I spoke about the great podcast that we've got here. Uh, so this is like the one of the big shows on Sky Sports in the morning if you are uh, watching this elsewhere. But so you can see us and see me in the corner there. And I was talking about our new manager and I crowbarred it in by suggesting that he's cooking a sauce or something. It was it was simple. Um, was it effective? I don't, there you go. Little one. <laughs> Beautiful sauce. Right. Then we had this where we were doing a quiz and Flav got really unlucky because there he is. He's just sat down. He was out of shot when he really went for it. And the hips were really flying. Um, and if we carry it on, it should be all right here. There he is. Lovely little wiggle there. Great work. <laughs> Got the sauce right as well. I, I was... Um, so he did well there. <laughs> That's definitely one though. I could tell where it's... I, thing is right. People won't know this. I know. I reckon I know more than anyone in the world when you don't want to do something. Because it doesn't mean you won't do it. Yeah. But I've seen you. I will do it. I'll do yeah, it. you will do it. But you've had to do that so many times in in my like relationship with you, where like there'll be times where I go, Can you I need you to say this or whatever it is? Or I need you to yeah. do this video or whatever it might be. And like and you'll always I, there's like a a gentle sort of roll of the eyes or whatever, but you're a good friend, so you just do it anyway. Um, yeah. and I could tell that you didn't really want to do it. Um, but then once you did, it was no, one of those where, right? Yeah, if I'm gonna do it, if I'm gonna do it, then I'm gonna do it properly. Uh, and you did, yeah. you did. And actually, in hindsight, let's be honest. I thought you did it. Mu- the wiggle was gorgeous, says Tom Jordan. I agree. I mm. thought yours was really, really good. Mine. I thought I. I think I actually, deep down, in comparison to yours, bottled it pretty heavily. I was really. I was quite excited about getting my question right as well. <laughs> so there was. Did you want the one? So that's my one there. The one thing I am relieved about, and and we're going to get onto other people's, is there seems to be a real problem with people licking the fingers before going into the sauce. That seems yeah. to be a real problem. Um. Mm. Anyway, I want it. I want it right near the end somehow. And there we go. I went back to the shelves to pop in new things, and and there it is. So yeah, we did it. We did it four times. So I think we we played our part, right? Yeah. Now it's your part still. You still, there's still more stuff for you to do. I, I think it's now like, you know, remember the Wenger out thing? I feel like this is kind of that to a sense where it's like, as much as it's, we've seen it, it's where can we see it? Where yes. can we see the Ainsley Harrow? What scenarios that don't fit normal logical life? How brave can you be with the, with the Ainsley Harrow celebration? Um, anyway, here's a few. So here we go. Jack Allen. Well done, mate. Let's um let's let's open this bad boy up, shall we? Jack Allen. Mm-hmm. Here we go. 
Little slow grind on that. Taking his time. Oh. The hip thrust there is one of the best. Uh, bit too much of the tongue at the end. Too much. I I I know for a fact by watching that that he Jack is a dirty dog. He's into some. I don't know. He just seems out. He, just seems, he oozes sexuality, doesn't he? It's like not, not even sex appeal. It's just a lot going on here. Look, a bit much with that biting the biting the lip. The hips are flying, and then the tongue flies out like that. He's absolutely I loving it. I, I don't know why. You dirty little know, boy. Dirty you little disgusting boy. Disgusting little pig, Jack. Um, I I don't I don't. Why has it all become so sexual? <laughs> and it goes, come back in. Come back. He wants more. He wants more. Oh. Wait, stop putting your finger in it. It's too much, Jack. It's too much. Uh, I don't mind it. I don't mind All right. it. All I right, think... look, I'm happy. I'm just happy. Yeah, okay, here we go. A more, um, okay. I think it does say a lot about what you're like sexually. And I think Jack yeah. is, is on one. More of a, more of a, who's this? Hang on. More of a humble Jack. Jack's Another a more... Jack. Yeah, he's just, he's a... <laughs> <laughs> Steaming, 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 beautiful, good, good. Um, but this week's winner, oh no, Aaron Mills. We've got here is Aaron. Aaron, okay, right, it's the Aaron's one. We've got oh, it's quiet. There we go, we've got nothing there. Cold, (laughs) cold. What the source is cold. He actually looks like he's masturbating there. He actually looks like he's masturbating there. The angle is not <laughs> yeah, that is, kind that, to him there. <laughs> that is an acceleration. He's just masturbating. He's just... <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, this week's winner. Good work. Jet Blue. Aaron Mills. Jet Blue, Jet Blue my come guy. On. Come on, here we go. Right. <laughs> Spin. <laughs> yes, son. Two. <laughs> One critique. That's amazing. One critique. He's licked the sauce before he's dipped the sauce. Look, hang on a second. He lost his way. Look. Here we go. Dip. He's, got, he's dipped, dipped, dipped. He lost his way. What is the... It's got to go in the right? Huh? You don't lick your finger before you go in the sauce. Of course you don't. No, exactly. And he did. Boys and girls, that was absolutely superb. More... More, I never want this to end. <laughs> but where can you do it? Where get your mums to do it. You do get it. your mums to do it. Get your mum to do it, yeah. I want to see mums doing it. I want mums, I want grands. Grands want... would be fantastic. I don't know what else. Everything and everywhere. Yeah, man. Sick. Very good. Okay. Uh, man United. At WrestlePlanet says, the question isn't should Ten Hag go? The question is, when will Ten Hag go? Uh, well, now he should have been gone weeks ago, but you uh, don't recover from this. You don't. No one recovers from this scenario. Managers don't survive. There's too much gone. He's lost. He's not. I'm not saying he's lost the dressing room. It doesn't matter. It's regardless. You, know, it, you cannot keep losing games. They're bottom of the Champions League group. They're, where are they in the league? Well, I can't even tell you where they're in the league. They are currently eighth, are coming in eighth, in, to... eighth in the league. Do you know what? Right, the same points as Brighton. Two points off Newcastle. Amazing, isn't it? Brighton, Brighton are they getting away with that? But two points off Newcastle. How are they getting away with that? It's amazing. Because they're Manchester United. But, um, different thing. 
the, the fear the the problem is as spoken about on the ripple effect is that death month is coming uh, for for them they've got a horrible horrible month let me go to the matches here now i can't stress because the thing is it's like he might get done by the stats well i was listening to skulls and uh, hargreaves afterwards and they were actually quite kind of sensible mm. over the like you know i think you've got to let him ride it out this one but what i feel is interesting is right if ten hag if you so okay you've got you got david moyes van hal Mourinho, solskjaer ten hag right if you pick up ten hag and put him like earlier in the queue he's got, he's in he's gone the, like the yeah. whole narrative is totally different right he's cuz was it they lost 9 and 17 right but because he's at the end of this long list, there's a like, well, it's, it can't be the manager this time. And and that will, I think that will save him. I also am struggling for options, but like his, his fixtures, this game this weekend, Luton at home. Like if you lose to Copenhagen, even if that was like unfortunate, obviously with the sending off and things like that. Yeah. But if you lose that and then don't beat Luton at home, like I don't know how you wriggle out of that. I think look, I I think man, the thing is, is like Luton at home, we, beating them gives him nothing. It doesn't give him. It it doesn't. It doesn't give him time, does it? It doesn't mean anything beating Fulham uh, uh, Luton at home. And if they struggle, that's the issue. And this is the thing: is they've struggled. They look like they're struggling in oh, every yeah. game. The Fulham game isn't and... great. You're right, and they've got to win. Like I was looking at, it, I was thinking, you desperately need to win the next four, which was the Copenhagen one. Uh, Fulham which they did Luton and Everton that is inexcusable like you cannot not win any of those games but after that it's Galatasaray which is a must win away from home because they are yeah they have to win they're out they're out I I don't think they'll qualify but Newcastle away which is a bit of a bogey team and I don't think there's a harder away game in the Premier League really apart from Man City Um, Chelsea at home El Sakiko Bournemouth which I mean, right? Am I right, Tom? Tough one. Jim, the problem, the problem is that I, I understand the fixtures and, yeah. and whatnot. The issue is isn't isn't this current run of form. The issue is the decision making in acquisitions of players, the 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 inability to manage the Sancho situation uh, in a way that fundamentally benefits the football club, uh, and then on top, a, a kind of very insipid style of play. Oh mate! So all of those things together, it's just like. But but the, Ben asked a good question. Is sorry, I don't know who it was actually. Someone asked, but who do you replace him with? I don't know, and that's and and it would be somewhat refreshing if you just allowed him to just play this out, regardless of what happens to Manchester United this season. If you just let, let let's just see what happens with Ten Hag, and just let's just play out, then that would be refreshing because that's not what happens in football. If but, he um, plays it, say he pl- let him say you let him play it out, okay. What is a happy ending by the end of this season then? What needs? Uh, what? What's the deadline? Where's you the deadline? Like, you do you... No, it's not. It's not about a happy ending. You just accept that this season's pretty much a write-off, and you just rebuild for next year. And you believe in Ten Hag if he is the guy. But you got to see it, haven't you? At some point, this is my point. Like, if you're say they're eighth at the moment, see to be honest, because yeah. they're, they're eighth You've in the league and they've been awful, so. Like there's, they could get really lucky and get away with it. They could easily finish. Let's find the league. 
Well, they were finished third finish. last year, wasn't it? Four. Yeah. But they, they are like currently four points off fifth. Um, yeah, yeah, but it isn't. It, it lost. It doesn't matter. You're, they can you, still you, finish fourth, five. can they? No, they cannot finish fourth. They will not finish in the top four. It's impossible for them. That's not. That's a, that's not true. But like Tottenham, because Tottenham have got I no will... no players anymore, so that they could they could easily fall away. You could easily fall away. They could easily finish fourth. And I think but if you're cannot... if you're Man United, you've got high expectations, and you think that he's going somewhere. He should be finishing. If you give him the season, you like he should be getting very close to fourth. And if not, then I think you go all right. Off you go. But they've spent an absolute fortune. It's 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 been an awful start to the season. If you're gonna back Ten Hag, it's purely on blind faith that he's gonna get this right, and that's it. Like if you don't set him a target of fourth, because he's not gonna get there. But like at some point, you have to judge what he's doing. Chelsea will finish above above Manchester United. He's gone there. But, and I don't think it's, it's not a mental thing to say. It's not no, a mental I'm not, thing to say. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is at some point you have to judge the manager. And if you so are you judging the manager now? But if you're gonna give him the whole season, you can't give him the whole season without any consequences. You have to go, you've got the whole season, but I need to see something here. And when you look at the table, he could easily finish fourth. Or be close be to fired. it. He should be he should have been fired. He should still not in my opinion, he shouldn't be their manager. They should find someone else. But if the if your target is for him, say you have to finish fourth, mm. from this perspective, it's almost impossible for them. I, I, I cannot see a world where they do it because there are so many better teams than Manchester United at the moment. It's, it doesn't, there's not, and, and, and you can only go by what's gone before, but are you, what, where do you see it suddenly clicking for them? And I'm not saying you, but where does anybody who, who thinks Ten Hag is right, where do you see it clicking? How, how is this going to click? Because that game against Fulham, and Fulham aren't great. That game against Fulham was terrible. Yeah, yeah, I thought I, they got so lucky. That was, that was one uh, of their wins. That was one of their wins. Yeah, I agree. So, but that's that's my point. I if if it was me, that would be my thing. Yeah. I would go. I don't. So, like, here we go. Here's the other options right now. Apparently, Conte. That is just a disaster waiting to happen. I'd for love me. that. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, he, he might get them into the top four. By the way. Yeah, maybe Hansi Flick, Michael Carrick. I mean. Really? How are Middlesbrough doing this season? Just he's quickly. turned it around. Like to be fair, like he had a tough start to the season. And he's turned it around like quite considerably. Nagels, 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 not for taking. I mean, Tegi. that's falling upwards. That isn't it? Like if he's able to get that one, I, I think Nagelsmann is a possible bad. shout. Diogo Simeone, if you could get him, I would be interested to see that. Um, Apparently, um, he's but, just he, he's never going to leave. Yeah, Atletico Madrid. But just, my, so yeah. my point. So what I would do is I would say I would say I'm you're you've got this season. I'm giving you this season, but I need that's who they should get in. Oh, yeah. A young, fresh manager, De full Zerby? of ideas. Or Deserby, yeah. Potter's but second favorite. This, there are options. There are options. I don't think Zidane's the one. I think Zidane did amazing stuff for Real Madrid, but it's a different. You're asking him to do a different job in kind of fixing Manchester United. There's no evidence that Zidane can effectively do that. Certainly in a new country, does Zerbi Potter, or you're looking at? Um, I'm not, not sure Emery would go, but Emery would be brilliant. That's hilarious. I mean, but isn't that amazing? Like that managers that have been written off previously will kind of, you know, Lopetegui obviously struggled at Real Madrid. There's a, everyone's was... failed there apart from. From Deserby and Zidane, sorry, and Amarim. 
But like, I'm not saying that's the right way to go. I think, Emery, I think em- Emery's not even on that list, is he? Who? Amarim. Hmm. He's third. third e- Emery. Emery. Oh, Emery. 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 Oh, uh, no. No, I can't see him. Oh, yeah, there he is. There down, he is. down here. Eddie, I mean, Eddie Howe's, so, well, Eddie Howe's an incredible shout. You'll never get him. That's the problem. You'll never get him. And you, and, you, and this, this is the thing. is There was, was once a time where anyone... There was a time. Man United knocked on your, if Man United knocked on your door, he would, you would join him. There's nothing you could do to stop your manager or player joining Manchester United. How have they fallen off so significantly? It's, um, well, we know how. It's, Those uh, bloody it's... pesky glazers, isn't it? Those bloody pesky glazers. Yeah. <laughs> Tom tweeted that yesterday, guys. Why didn't why didn't the Glazers just shut up shop for the last ten minutes of that game? <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I love it. I see it, Tom. I love it. So funny. Good. Um yeah, my my thing would be, look, we get this is a difficult time. Oh, you've got if to you the were, end if of you were a Man United fan, what, what would you say? What would you want, James? If you was a Man United fan, what would you want from this situation? I would give him so what would I want? I would want I would want him to be pushing towards the top four by the end of the season. I look at that table and with Tottenham with, with the him. players they've got out, I think you give him to yeah, and you do kind of what you did with David Moyes and some of the other managers where you go, We're gonna give you to the end of the season, but I need to see it. And I need to like a bit like Arteta. You know, Arteta the year that they uh first year they bought it. Um that was you could see it though you could see what was yeah. like on its way and and that's the thing i think you need to be able to see it and exactly if, if by then uh, you get you it see, then crack. yeah what if you see at tottenham like we we have got we've got nothing we've got no defense basically for the next three games it doesn't matter if we lose these three on the bounce it really doesn't because you can see what's happening is the philo- is it. is a philosophy enough grange is it enough though can you just uh, do that I mean, with anyone? Could you put me and you centre back and we just get through it? Because <laughs> of the philosophy of Ange. Uh, well, I think he uh, we, we we're going to promote Phillips to the first team, so he he'll he'll start with Dyer. Is that a centre back pairing that gets that's good enough for us to finish in the Champions League? Probably not. It doesn't matter if you you can't legislate for losing two players like that. Um, and overall, we need to see is that philosophy and the style of play. And this is the intent of which we're going to play and nothing else matters. Because, again, I think people forget because we're top of the league, won eight games, two, drawn two, undefeated in ten. Right? People forget that, forget where we are on our journey, which is right at the beginning. We're Lost just one. a little baby. We're yeah. just a little baby, James. You're just a tiny baby, aren't you? Just a tiny, tiny little baby. And everyone's going, oh, well, 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 the baby's bumped his head on the, on the cabinet. And everyone's going, wow, shit baby, shit baby. He's still not a shit, we're not a shit baby. We're just a baby. And we're going to bump into things. And eventually, <laughs> eventually, <laughs> eventually we'll be able to negotiate our way through the living room without bumping into anything. Okay, exciting. Stephen tries. So. Yeah, he wants, he wants, I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sick, I'm sick to my back teeth, Stephen tries. Tries talk returns for a second week, which is very exciting. He wants um, war. Yeah, he's um he's after you. Let's put it that way. Stephen tries. We asked him to sort of, did he want to put forward a review or anything? Uh, he said, uh, and we wondered if he was, you know, starting a beef with you after you phased Wait. out two weeks on the trot. Um, and I think you did in the mail back in midweek as well. Um, he said, uh, Stephen said, uh, I'm certainly not trying to start beef with Flav. I want the best for him. We all do. But the right. boy lacks focus. Boy, power move. But the boy lacks focus, and we've got to stay on top of it. I've seen him at the local skate park with his beanie and vape. 
He has rollerblades around his neck, but he never puts them on. He just stands there and occasionally spuds a teenage boy after he does a wheelie. I know it might not seem like an exciting path, but James will guide you to a great place. Those other boys are just using you to buy alcohol for them. <laughs> Kiss. It's so true, though, isn't it, Jim? Because look, without you, I'd be nothing. You know, do you know, do you remember so when we was in Russia and we was on that bus? Uh, this was in the film that we made. And I made a mistake, didn't I? I called something like, <laughs> it, I mispronounced Kaliningrad or something like that. Yeah. And you said, it's Kaliningrad. And I was like, well, we're, we're, at that moment we were panicking because we didn't know where, we'd lost our van. And we were in some random little minibus that could have been owned by a fucking mad sex pest. Sure. And you corrected me in that moment. And I was like, why are you correcting me? And you just said to me very clearly, I just want you to be the best version of yourself. <laughs> and and, um, and, and when I zone out, it's not personal. It's just my brain. I know that. But we've got to stay on top of it, as Stephen said. Uh, there was a couple of comments on that. Top comments, uh, Stephen, well done. Using your influence for good. Um, yeah, why said, is that? Yeah. Walker on tour said, careful, Stephen. Flav is bigger and stronger than you, so ultimately owns you, which is something we were talking about last week. Meow9275 said, get him up to St. Helens and make a real man out of him. A few weeks down the glassworks, surviving on meat pies and pints of bitter. And this fucker will be out of his beanies and vape <laughs> and into a flat cap and a pack of woodbines in no time. Hope to see you at Fleet, my dude. Love your... That last sentence, though. So he's, he's kind of gone for you there. And then at the end, he goes, Hope to see you at Fleet soon, my dude. Love your work. Oh, that's at Stephen, maybe. So, so Stephen, I... Stephen. Opportunity for a nosh there, if you fancy it. Imagine that. Imagine me, us yeah. all. Stephen, me, you. Three guys. Three innocent men. I just noshing each I, other I, off I, at the I same literally... stage. I I do I do um I, I I've said this many times but I probably go I stop at fleet services maybe four or five times a month because often often down in London for work. Which day? I do. <laughs> uh, well, I can sporadic it could be any day really. Morning, next time I'll probably be there on the, if I don't even know if I should say this, but next time I'm likely to be at fleet services will be around ten a.m. on Wednesday the fifteenth of November. <laughs> I may be there or may not be. If 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 someone's there, yeah, if someone's there, do you respect them or do you fear them or both? Because if I'm in, if I'm in fleet services and I look up and someone who I obviously do not know who happens to listen to the podcast offers me a blowjob, I don't know what to say. I'm not going to know what (laughs) to say. As in your, you may take them up on it. I don't know what I'm going to say in that moment. You just don't know. Um, Thomas Martin think, says, "On I, my way." Sam Fred goes, this. "See you there, big boy." I think, <laughs> I think if 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 it happens, if I'm at Fleet and someone offers me a nosh, I have to do it. I have to do it because, yeah, what you can't back out after all this talk after two or three years. I've got to put my money, <laughs> my money where my mouth is. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 <laughs> where their mouth is. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, yes, in in the envi- in in this in the circumstances where if I'm at fleet services, even if I'm with my wife, if I'm off of a blowjob, yes, I will receive one. Okay, lovely. Uh, Gim says it's in the cal- it's in the them. calendar. Oh, of course, one them. It's in the calendar. Um, pitching a line of lanky slugs just staring at Flav as he drives into <laughs> fleet services. <laughs> 
This podcast is odd, isn't it? Right. Um. Uh, right. We've got some really good bits here, so let's get to Samism. Connor Watt, Samism here. My friend Shane was talking about uh, how he thinks cheese is overrated. Not overrated. Yeah, I thought you might bite on that. Um, it's ridiculous. Flav was discussing how he made a lovely cheese sauce in the week, weren't you? On the mailbag. Links in the Gotta start with garlic and oil. There you go. And he said, so we were talking about how cheese is overrated and, and said, people act like it's the second coming of bread. I'm assuming he got mixed up with second coming of Christ and the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> now, there are 10 replies, but Limmy, this was really good. He said, that's funny. Since, but since bread. He said, yeah, it's the second coming of bread. That's funny, but I think I prefer the best thing since sliced Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Didn't make me laugh. So I chucked it in the uh, Jimbo Big Laugh Award. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Pythian. We need to make a football dictionary, words that are only used by football content creators and podcasters. Tutelage is absolutely the first one in there. You love a tutelage, I think. I love a tutelage. Yeah. Tenureship. <laughs> Tenureship. Tenureship. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. And, and tutelage. Do, yeah. and, and do you know what else I've been... I get fundamentally... Apparently, I say that a lot. Fundamentally. Yeah, thing, you do. I do. But the thing is, is what you can... <laughs> You have to rely on staple parts of your vocabulary in order to communicate coherently, right? Cool. You can't be thinking of new words to use just in order to seem intelligent. And a case in point here is Simon Jordan is one of the best broadcasters around, right, at the moment. Mm. Um, and he uses prices into your thinking seven or eight times an episode. It doesn't yeah. mean he's less able to communicate. It's no, just no, no. what the way his brain goes to. And, and the thing as well, like the, the hours that people have like, listened to... Yeah. Like, Poor Catherine, like the days of my voice she's heard. Yeah. I just feel so I'm guilty. Sick of my, I'm sick of myself. I've, I've been on so much this week that I cannot stand my own face. <laughs> Amazing. Even so, Jim, I'm looking at the Discord as we're recording this, and I've blown you up. You're massive, and I'm tiny in the little bottom. Tiny really? Tiny yeah. in, in my little bottom. I'm down, down the bottom with all the bucket filth. Lovely. We need to make a football dictionary. Yeah, so tutelage was one followed closely by focal point, which, of course, you guys know, one of my bugbears is Micka Richards saying vocal point. Yeah. It's not a vocal point. It's a focal point. Anyway, so, yeah, what other words? I mean, I, what words do I use? John says, Flav, you need to sprinkle in some quintessentially every now and then. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's nice. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, top comments. Gary O'Neill. So diabetes. Tom could be one. Of, this could be one of your flock. I think it's a Bournemouth fan. Uh, diabetes is bitten hard on last week, where we said that Gary O'Neill deserved an apology. He said, he, "I'm never right. apologising to Gary O'Neill." <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love <laughs> it. Because there's nothing to apologise for. I'm gonna. I'm, he says lol, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have that. No. He's doing well for now. Sure. Let's see how he's doing by the end of the season. Great play. It's a, it, it, when we're in November, it's a great play. You can when say whatever get, you want. Yeah, you can go. Well, that's all well and good, but let's see where we're at. And it, that can age beautifully. Sometimes it can age beautifully because because Tottenham could easily finish below tenth, couldn't they? And and like it doesn't look like that's gonna happen. But if you are. You know, an Arsenal fan who's he's feeling rattled deep in his core, but doesn't want to let that show. You go, well, let's just wait until the end of the yeah. season, shall we? Yeah. 
Yeah, because it doesn't mean anything. Just you can say it, and and obviously you don't have to prove it. It doesn't stand up, and no one at the end of the season is going to go back and exactly. find your comment. They're not going to do it. Well, um, diabetes. But, but what I'm saying with... is, what, I don't know what? why this. Why is he so like rattled by Gary O'Neill's? Like, get, why can't? He's isn't he allowed to get plaudits every now and then? Well, yeah. You let him go. You sacked him. Same thing with Pochettino and Tottenham. We let him go. Well, he said, like, he says, he's doing well for now. Let's see how he's doing by the end of the season. Bournemouth fans have done this dance. It's uh, great power moves throughout. But Bournemouth have done this dance. If he's still doing well at the end of the season, then fair play to the guy. The objective truth is that O'Neill kept us up, but that we were statistically the worst team in the league a change had to be made didn't have to but it did for diabetes any fulham fans out there will understand how we're feeling because they sat through scott parker's football and had to stomach the media telling them how good he is this is our version of that he has fallen off completely hasn't he scotty p he's had a tough time you can't have how many back-to-back bad jobs can you have before you don't get another job anymore? David yeah. Moyes, he was very close, wasn't he? Because he had he had Man United, Real Sociedad, Sunderland, back to back to back, and then got that it, last it was, West Ham one saved him. Well, and West Ham's a huge job for him. Like and, and the fact that he got that right is is I mean, it's a testament to him, really. Um I, I, I can't see Scott Parker getting another job in the UK. I think it's done, really. I think, I mean I don't hate him as a as a coach. I think the thing it's I would just like that he rates himself so highly is the problem. I mean, I'm not sure. I think he's got high. St- I, I've interviewed the man, and I just thought he had high standards. I didn't mind him at all. Yeah. The uh, I I think it, what will be interesting to see okay. is he won't get like the Bournemouth job and the Fulham job were easy jobs to get out to get promoted. But ultimately, you're not going to get a better job than that in the championship. So will he mm. get that one? Maybe. Let's find out. Uh, top comments as well. Second one, uh, Esej. Absolutely gutted that you both dismissed the idea of crow's feet as a bit a few weeks ago. So a few weeks ago, we were talking about uh, things that make you sort of go, give you crow's feet. Um, it wasn't us. You know, the running order is built from the comments. No one really picked up on it, mate. So don't do that. But uh, he then said, Jackson doing the <laughs> celebration and the Chelsea fans actually doing it with him is a textbook example of a crow's feet moment. I, I kind of just wanted to talk about that. That is um, one of the most embarrassing things I've seen. The, the 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 Jackson. See, did you see that? Well, just copying Ronaldo. Uh, are you? Are you? Are you? Even, but oh, right, right. Because you didn't have the sound, did you, on the club? But no. yeah, the fact he's done the C celebration, and oh, the Chelsea and the, fans were like, oh, really? It was poor, man. So Wait, poor. when when it says crow's feet, what's that mean? Like the what, what? crow's feet are these things here? Yeah, I smile. know what they are. So is it just like that? It's things Cringing. that make you go think. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's, quite, well, uh, that's rubbish. But I think anyone would done it. Any, it, like, any fan base should probably would it would happen. Do you think? I would not definitely happen. At that's Arsenal. A, that's, that's I would tw- do it, isn't it. The twenty twenty three equivalent of back in the day, or generally, like, do you boo your team or not? The same people that mm. boo their own team see that. Yeah, I'm just shocking. Honestly, shocking. One of the worst things I've seen. Worse than VR. Football assumptions. So make sure you get your football assumptions in. And these are just things that you presume about players. Last week, we were talking about Jordan Pickford, who is back uh, again. And actually, I watched the um, Sly Stallone documentary on Netflix last night. And if you... And I can do it quickly. If you Google um, Pickford... uh, Sorry. Young... 
Sylvester Stallone. He looks a lot like Jordan Pickford. I think so. That's not young, is it? Where is he? Are you seeing it? I'm not sure I'm seeing it now. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Good good podcasting. Good podcast. Good. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on. Anyway, football assumptions. Where are we? Here we go. A little so, bit. I've just yeah. Googled it. Okay. It does a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a quick fire with this. Uh, Jason Mystery says, uh, uh, unlike Harry Kane, Guardiola has not had cereal and milk for breakfast since the age of 15. Dom Rich. Football assumptions. When Jordan Pickford plays away from home and stays in a hotel, he will stand at the foot of the bed and pretend he's saving a free kick and dive onto the bed with outstretched arms. He will do this over and over again into the early hours. Sleets says, Michael Owen loves ham sandwiches, but pats ham with kitchen roll before putting it between two slices of bread. No butter. He doesn't like the slimy nature. I actually totally agree with that. I can see him being like really? that. Yeah. I can in see America, Michael Owen being both bland and particular. <laughs> <laughs> in America, they use mayonnaise as opposed to like butter or margarine or spread. It's mayonnaise. Yeah. People use mayonnaise in sandwiches all the time. Yeah, you have mayonnaise in your sandwich, but not to replace butter, they don't. Yeah. Yeah, I've, nah. I do that regularly. Yeah, but... You that, choose what? one or the other, don't you? You'll have mayonnaise or butter. No. No. Well, no. Well, hang on a minute. You're, when you're making a fucking sandwich, you're you're going, well, I've got mayonnaise, so I don't need butter. Is that what you're saying to me? Yeah. That's madness. It's what? like two completely different things. Well, you're just well, saying, you just don't need it, looks... though. Why do you need butter yeah, if you... you've got mayonnaise? The butter, what do you need, I, what do you need I, the butter it develops for? A, it develops a bread. <laughs> develops a bread. What the <laughs> fuck makes, does that mean? Develops the bread, bread better. The, right. It's better with butter on it. Yeah, develops it, develops the flavour and develops. You, you got, so you have a cheese. Ch- <laughs> this under sixteen teams looks pretty good. Are they having their butter? I want to make sure they're getting developed. You do 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 you? So you're saying to me, James, is that like when you have like a chicken mayo sandwich or whatever it might be, right? You're like, no, I'm not putting butter on this. You're the only person on earth that does that, apart from you and Americans. You and loads of Americans. Am I would, I wrong here? If I'm having a sandwich, nine times out of ten, I don't think I'm having butter. I'm just having mayonnaise is the butter, if you know what I mean. It's the, that's the lubricant in no, the bread. No, but you're on your, you're on your own. I, um, I, am I? I think I think you are. Let's have a chat. I think I think if you're putting butter and mayo on, you. Sort of guaranteed to, to be pretty gammon as a person. Should we move on? No, fuck off. No way. <laughs> no way. Mayo, Mayo isn't, isn't butter. butter. Oh, it's not butter. It isn't butter. It's like there's people like... like See, Matt, and Matt Knight's with me. Sam's with me. There's quite a few I, with me. Yeah, this is mental. Why do you need yeah, both? Yeah. I don't understand why you need both. You're lost. Tom says you're lost. Thank you. Finally, I'll get a win. I smell a Twitter Red dub for me. Red dub for yeah, me. Oh, mate, yeah. do it. Red up. Um, yeah. It's, Anthony's, it's like, Anthony's like my, with me now. Is it like... It's like my wife who says like about ketchup and baked beans. If there's baked beans on the place, you don't need ketchup. Of course you need ketchup. We've already got the tomato so sauce and the baked beans. <laughs> it's not tomato sauce though, is it? It's it, different it, tomato sauce. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Ollie Drew, Solly March loves Palmer Violets and has a multi-pack of them in his boot bag for a halftime snack. And Eep de Grief, he says that he assumes that Miguel Almiron only has sex with his socks on. Uh, right. This is great. And if this got legs, and I'm, I'm amazed how many we had. And I don't even remember this in the pod. Yeah. Demasculization. Okay. So these are mm. moments where you get demasculized. Isn't it emasculated? Is it emasculated? Maybe. Is it E? Emasculated. God, I'm learning so much. Of his male role or identity. Emasculated. Okay, emasculated. Learn a word today. Great. Okay. So, um, great stories here. Yeah, when you've just sort of gone through those kind of hardships. So here we go. Emasculation in the station. I stepped into a fairly busy... This is Jack Kirby. I stepped into a fairly busy uni gym and although my bang average physique does not scream it, I feel I'm fairly proficient at exercising, which was obviously not clear to the middle-aged woman behind the desk who decided to go out of her way to come over to my section to the gym where I am the only person training chest. Turn on one singular TV right in front of where I'm training and scroll through to put on the chest workout tutorial video. That is brutal. (laughs) Not lending the same service to anyone else in the gym before returning back to her desk was an incredibly humbling ordeal, which over a year later, I'm still dealing with the fallout of a year later, questioning my entire existence. That's unfair, isn't it? That's tough. Mm. Uh, Walking walking in a Mackie Wonderland. All right. QPR Oxygen. I presume. Moments of emasculation context. I live with three of my mates in a house share and we're all 26, 27 years old. We came home on Saturday night to a power cut. I managed to get it fixed by turning the fuse off and on. But the next morning, the gas wasn't working and we couldn't figure out why. It was a Sunday, so we couldn't call anyone out and we had to wait until Tuesday for a guy to come round to fix the gas. In the meantime, we are freezing with no heating or gas to cook and even have to brave an ice cold shower. The guy comes around on Tuesday and goes down to the basement where the pipes are and so it, and is and the fuse box is as well. He steps down, he looks up and gives us a a look that is equal parts confused and judging. There's a lever on the pipe which has been pushed down. We must have accidentally pushed it down when we were trying to fix the power cut on Saturday. He simply flicks the lever up, then walks back up. We're all embarrassed about our lack of understanding. Of, of handyman workings and I assume we're getting ready to blame each other when the guy simply says don't worry boys I've seen worse <sighs> then turns to leave I was only in the house for about three minutes and it cost us a hundred quid for the call out and a huge level of emasculation for not understanding how a lever works awful don't Lessons worry learned. boys I've seen worse he hasn't Lessons learned. he hasn't yeah. seen worse if- he thinks you're all twats. He thinks you're all twats. And last one, Matro. Uh, moments of emasculation. I had a crack on my windscreen and the man from Autoglass, who's a bearded London accent and around 45 years old, came to fix it and asked me to reverse park it onto the drive. As a newly passed driver, despite my best efforts under his watchful eye, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> and I almost hit the wall. After four or five attempts, he said, ah, bless you, mate. 
Come here, I'll do it for you. I got out and watched him do it effortlessly first time. I've never felt so small. Tough. Um, oh, sorry, this one. This is Phil Boggle. This is great. This is so good. Okay, this is the worst one. This is the worst one by a mile. I can feel it in my bones. Right. Moments of emasculation. My ex-girlfriend began calling me Lamb. Lamb? About three months into our relationship, I joked about how there was no way she was getting away with that. And we laughed, and I considered the storm had passed. Within days, she started calling me Lamb again. But now also Lammy and Little Lamb. This is affectionate, right? Is this affection that he doesn't like it? I, I mean, God knows. I mean, I just, I, I if I was called Little Lamb, I just <laughs> would hate that so much. A few more I days of this, miss. and I decided to have a serious con conversation with her about it <laughs> and expressly asked her to stop calling me Lamb. She agreed. Lammy. Literally the next day, she started calling me Lamb again. Hastily adding, whoops. Oops. Not supposed to That's... call him that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I'd read that far. Yeah, and also, that, that... To the room, innit? To the room as well. Whoops. Not supposed to call him that. <laughs> and then he's the, he... James, he's there. He's there going, looking around going, what? That's, That's bad. That's horrible. Not so... oh, whoops. Not supposed to call him that. That's horrible. Oh. That's so passive aggressive. Each time yeah. she did it. I was so dumbfounded that I just didn't know what to do. So then sporadically, she then sporadically called me lamb for the next five years before we broke up this year. Well, for, at least it's a happy ending. I, I would end it. Like if she's not going to, if you, you seriously go, you go seriously love, I don't like it. Stop it. And she keeps doing it. I, then It's an affectionate, like my little lamb, isn't it? It's an affectionate thing, but she's, it's not what you so want to be seen as, as a man. It's so yeah, patronizing. It's not what you assume. I so I'm, I I once called my missus pudding. <laughs> All right, pudding. No, 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 no. So in my head, I it was oh, it's sweet, like a sweet, like a dessert. It's lovely. Everyone likes a bit of pudding, but calling a woman woman pudding isn't <laughs> how they take it. They don't look at the sweet. They look at it as a. Uh, what are you saying? I look like pudding. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, fair enough. And I've never said it again. And 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 it sometimes comes, you know, like how words come to this point and you don't say them? They're just there. They're right there. And you want to <laughs> say them. You want to say it, but you stop. Um, That's great. Never you know, Another one of pudding is terrible. You can't call a woman pudding. But I, I still I stand by it, but I won't, I won't use it. But apparently, like, in, so I've got in trouble by calling people sunshine. Now, in my upbringing, sunshine is a term of affection, and it's not—it's definitely not condescending. But people take who don't understand it take it as I'm patronising or I'm trying to play them down. Yeah. All right, sunshine. I, I did it actually to Stevo. So do you, remember, you know Stevo the Madman. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, sunshine. So I did a I did a head to head, and I went, "All right, sunshine," and he went, Are "You sunshining me?" I was like, <laughs> "Oh God, no!" Wow. That's good. Um, Matt Knight said he's been called Petal before. <laughs> I think somehow I like right. lamb's worse for me. I mean, Petal, again, yeah, I, it you... depends where it's coming from. I, if it's like, you know, say like you go into a charity shop and there's an 80 year old woman there and she calls you lamb or Petal, then like fine. But not, not your missus. 
like you want to feel not powerful, but just not like not like a little lamb. Down here, you get. Well, I love that though. Whoops! Not supposed to call him that. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Just proper exposed him. Exposed him. Whoops! Whoops! Yeah, oh, but round round there. here you get. Cornwall's bad as well. My lover, right, my lover, <laughs> right, my lover. That's a, that's okay. Lamb is like you pathetic little thing, like you like your bear, yeah. like wobbling as you attempt to stand. Whoops! Yeah, not supposed are, to call him that. You're pathetic. What do you reckon? It was a controlling move. Do you reckon she was being willfully controlling, like diminishing your position, his position? I would love to know from Phil. Maybe we need a part two here. Was she naturally patronizing as a person? Be honest. You've broken up now. I can, can tell us the truth. I think she's naturally a patronizing person who has a high opinion of herself doing that. That's my. That's yeah. what my gut suggests. Um, we'll finish with this. Okay. I know you got to go. Sex, sex omnia, which again I don't remember that last week, but that was apparently it's it's, it's people who, who commit sex acts in their sleep. Okay. Um, Dick Nick um, was his name hello gents slightly late to the party as a serial sleep talker walker and humper <laughs> I would like to thank Flav for bringing sexomnia to my attention as I never knew it was a disorder until now I thought I was just a sleep player <laughs> <laughs> I'll just show you I'm not great in clubs but when I'm asleep whew. <laughs> Um, it, it, it bordering terrifies me to the extent that whenever I sleep in a room with another person, I have to warn them in case I make a move on them and the high court comes after me. <laughs> I have lived with my missus for a while now, but she has yet to let me frick in my sleep. Sad times, gents. Sad indeed. There you go. I, 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 I had a moment when I, um, me and my mate were sharing a bed uh, a long time ago. And um, we'd been on a night out in London, so you can imagine what goes on on nights out. Things are ingested. And um, I woke up to him going, what the fuck? And I'd wrapped my arms and legs around him as like I was trying... Well, I don't think I was trying to shag him. I would shag him. But, have you, sh- have was, you shagged someone was... doing that before? Is that move? Is that in I've your repertoire? I've doing that. No. I'm not sure. No, but I wasn't shagging him. I was just holding him, like cuddling him. It was a cuddle. Right, <laughs> um, and I think in my huge, like completely dosed state, and I don't, I won't go into it any more detail than that. But I was not my normal self, and um, I thought that he was my missus. Sure, um, but he, but he wasn't, and it probably felt my erection up against his leg. <laughs> but we're all mates. We're still mates. Didn't didn't take it badly. Just apologised and rolled over, and that was that. So- Sorry about that. Yeah, it's just a cock, isn't it? We're all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did he, he didn't back in, did he? No, he, no I don't really remember. It was, it was very grey and I was I was fast asleep, so I can't really, I might have done. He, I mean, no, I mean, he wasn't remember, into it. He was very much. Seem to remember pin- the story, though. Seem to remember the story. Oh, you so don't do, do you like remember that. the story? Or do you not remember? Well, you just said you don't. I remember, remember it. it. I remember it happening, but you're asking about details, and I can't. And this is the thing. Like, I can't. Like, if you, was, if I was in a court of law, and he said, if he said, yeah, he put his cock on me on purpose, I can't, in good faith, say that I didn't put my cock on him. I did, but it wasn't on purpose because I was asleep. <laughs> yeah. So did I? Did I put my cock on him? Yes, but did I mean to? No. Big grey area. <laughs> Incredibly. 
Uh, wow. Um, yeah. Well, I had a sweet spot, but I, I think you've already. It sounds like you've mm. sort of said that one already. Um, would you call it a sweet spot? Mm. Did you enjoy it? I know you weren't. You know, no, you didn't. No, it, but at the time, did you? Because you weren't aware of what it was. Did you, did you enjoy it? No, I don't think it was an enjoyable experience. It was just just happened, man. It just. I woke up. I thought it was my missus, but I was off my tits on MDMA, and it was <laughs> it was a man. Amazing. Okay. You do you things go. like this. Like this is why drugs make you stay off them. They're bad. You end up putting your cock on someone. Yeah, on your mate, making it a bit weird. After that, cock on your mate. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. It's still, still mates, good. He got past it. Like, that's great. Still good, good mates. There's no issue. Like, it's like if um, if like sort of you had to, I don't know. Like there was a you had a night out and you go, oh, you're staying at like an Airbnb and you've not been at the Airbnb yet. And then and everyone goes, well, we're going to go in this one. You go in that one. And then everyone's like quickly getting their rooms and they go, well, I guess this is our, our one then. And then there's a moment where you and the same guys look at each other and go, would that be awkward? Would that be no, awkward moment? No, not at all. Not at all. Because it As you get into bed, you've both got to get into bed. Absolutely It's, it's got to be a little bit awkward. No, 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 no. And if it happens again, he knows what I'm about. He knows yeah. what I'm up to. Yeah. Maybe um he knows what I'm up to. <laughs> yeah. And we wake up in the morning, he'd go, you did it again. You know I'm you know hey, you know what I'm about. Let's go get breakfast. Yeah, yeah there's nothing in it. Lovely. There's nothing in it. Lovely. Lovely. Good. All right. Um if you want uh, do us a favor, guys. First of all, join us on Patreon. But but more importantly, this week, please, 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 please. <laughs> go listen to the fucking podcast. Yeah, but... please, please like follow us on, uh, download us on like your audio Spotify. ones. Yeah, whatever. Spotify. Okay. Um, just quickly, Rob just said I had the same experience on MDMA when I slept in a tent with my mate and he had an erection. I was apparently calling your friend's name, so it's relatable. <laughs> relatable, relatable. One word. There's a little comment there. Yeah. Relatable. Um, relatable. Yeah, and that's what the podcast <laughs> is. You know, relatable. Right. Relatable. Wonderful. And that's why you listen All to right. the end. Uh, have a great weekend, everyone. Peace. Good luck. Good luck. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll speak to you all next week. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hey, Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget just as soon as... Right. Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian.